0: You're listening to the SSPX Podcast. On today's reflection, a familiar voice for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, this is Father Paul Robinson. He delivered a video message to the faithful of St. Isidore's Priory in Denver, Colorado, on the Feast of the Annunciation. Even though we're now in Easter week, we figured this was a timeless enough topic, a great source of meditation and reflection, especially as Father mentions in the intro, since St. Louis de Montfort says the Annunciation is uh, the beginning part of any true devotion to Mary. So we're going going to go ahead and post this today. Father did do a follow-up message to the faithful on the trials of St. Joseph's. So we'll be posting that tomorrow as sort of a companion piece uh, to this episode on the Annunciation. One more note before we get started, Uh, We haven't been asking for donations for the past few weeks, you may have noticed, or maybe you've just been very grateful that we haven't been asking for donations, Uh, uh, but we didn't feel like it was the right time to be asking for donations, Um, and you've probably already noticed that we've been posting many more episodes of this podcast, audio reflections and interviews and so forth. We've been trying to do at least one a day, and that does take resources. It takes monetary resources, not to mention time and so forth. So, If you are able to donate, if you are able to help support the work of the SSPX podcast, we would be very grateful. Uh, We realize that many are not able to, or many are being very conservative with their money right now, which is fully understandable. But if you have a few extra dollars a month, five, $10 a month that you would be willing to set up as a recurring donation to the work of the SSPX podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. And now with that little commercial over, we'll turn to Father Robinson.
1: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. So my dear faithful, um, I just wanted to make use of all of our digital technology to um, speak to you about the great feast of Our Lady's Annunciation, uh, one of the most important feasts of the tur- Church's liturgical year, and the, what St. What Louis de Montfort refers to as the um, center of the devotion true devotion to mary um the the, the true devotion to mary centers around that feast because that was the time when our lord entered into the womb of, of our lady she became the mother of god and our lord placed himself in dependence upon our lady um and the whole point of the true devotion to mary is to place ourselves in a state of dependence upon her but um i, I really in this in this um, I don't know what you want to want to call it spiritual talk i suppose um in the spiritual talk about about the annunciation of of our lady um i I want to first mention that um the way god works is often that he presents to uh, people a trial before they are to take on a great role Um, this was certainly true of saint joseph it was also true i'm going to say of of our lady um that of course he had chosen her to be the mother of god but Um, In a sense, he he wanted her to prove herself to him before he gave her that great role, or at least he wanted to manifest to the world that she was worthy of being chosen to be the mother of God. Um, And I think this is a good point for this good um, uh, thing for us to realize when when we consider the trials that we have to go through in our own lives. um, We don't know what the trials that we experience in this life might be a preparation for. Um, Trials are often a moment of grace, a moment for us to act more virtuously than we normally do. We are required, we are um, needing to be more more patient. We are needing to be more willing to carry the cross at a time of trial than we are at other times. And if we um, live up to the graces that we receive during the trial, um, then perhaps that is the means for us to grow in holiness and also to step into some sort of role or, or greater activity um, that God has destined us for. So in other words, um, our spiritual performance in the time of trial um, is often a way for us to to then fulfill our, our, our supernatural destiny in this life, whatever God may have in store for us. Perhaps um, he has some work for us to do in the future. And if we accomplish um, his will at a time of trial. If we act virtuously in a time of trial, then uh, that is preparing us for even greater supernatural works later on in our lives. So what I'm saying is, is this is, uh, what I wanna illustrate is that this is uh, definitely true for Our Lady at the moment of her Annunciation because the, the Annunciation, the sending of the angel to Our Lady um, was in a sense a test. For our Lady to, to see how she'd respond. Um, and I think a necessary test because of the fact that Our Lady is the new Eve. Um, our, our Lady is to be the replacement for Eve, the old Eve, the first woman. Um, so what, what I would like to do is just compare um, the, the scene of, of our uh, Eve in the garden um, and her interaction with the angel. And then. Um, the interaction between the angel Gabriel and Our Lady at the time of the Annunciation. And we'll see how the new Eve, in a time of, of temptation, perfectly fulfilled the will of God and manifested that she was worthy to be the, the mother of God, uh, to be chosen to be the mother of God. Whereas the old Eve failed to fulfill the will of God and therefore um, did not, fulfill her role as she should have been the role of being the mother of all the living. That's was the name that was given to her, the mother of all the living. Now, the, the only difference between Eve and, and our lady is, is that Eve was given her role before she was tested. Whereas our lady was given her role after she was tested. So um, God had to, to make Eve the mother of the human race before he could test her because she didn't exist before. So she had to exist first before God could test her. Um, and to make her the first woman was also to make her the mother of the human race. So he, so God gave to Eve the, the role of being the mother of the human race. And then only after that did he test her. Whereas it was the opposite with Our Lady. Um, God had not yet made her the mother of the human race and he tested her first before making her the mother of the human race um, so that's that's the only difference but in both cases there is the testing and the trial um, and of course our lady um, passes the test and shows herself worthy. Um, Eve does not pass the test so let's look at the trial of, of the two now let's first look at at the sad scene of of Eve in 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 the garden um, and um, the, the the trial that was that was given to her through the temptation of the devil. Um, we know that our Lord was tempted by the devil. Um, we we know that every human being is tempted by the devil. So I mean it was it was it was necessary uh, for for Eve to be to be tested and tried. And so God allowed for for Satan to to tempt her. And let me let me just read what. What scripture says, I've got here um, the confraternity version of the, uh, of the Bible. It's, it's my favorite version of the Bible. It's, it's a pre-Vatican II version, a uh, translation from the Vulgate. Um, so um, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God say, you shall not eat of any tree? Of the garden um so this this is the temptation it's a temptation <clears throat> to um eve's humility and also a a temptation um to her um obedience to god so satan is is effectively flattering eve. he's he's saying to eve um you know something, and you you've got you got expert information, and I want information from you. Um, and this is a way you can flatter people. You can you can go up to them and say, "Hey, you you know, um, I think you you probably know something about this that I don't know. Um, could you could you inform me? Could you tell me about this?" And everybody's like, "Oh, okay. You know, I you you think I'm an expert, and I'm, I'd be very happy to in, inform you about this uh, thing." So so Eve is flattered, and by the serpent. And she should be on her guard because um, this is a very basic question. Did, did God forbid you to eat from any tree of the Garden of, of Eden? And um, yeah, it's obvious that, that, that he didn't. So she should be on her guard, but she's not. She's she's rather flattered. Her her she becomes inflated. She she is is very prideful. She's lapping up this attention that she's receiving from from the uh, angel, the, the bad angel. Um, and so she chooses to respond. Um, she says, the woman answered the serpent of the fruit of all the trees in the garden, we may eat, but of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you shall not eat. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. So um, Eve gives the right answer. She, she corrects the, the devil and says, well, you're not actually correct. I and mean, it, it, God, did not forbid us to, to eat of any of the trees of the Garden of Eden. He just forbid us to eat of one of, of the trees of the, of the Garden of Eden. So um, after that, um, the, the serpent contradicts Eve and contradicts God. And this should be a clear sign to Eve that something's really wrong here. Um, but she's already sort of given in to the temptation of pride. Um, she's been flattered. She lapped up the flattery and the attention And so she gives into it by speaking to to the serpent, by dialoguing with the devil. So the serpent contradicts what what, uh, she said and what God said, um, showing the pride of the devil. The serpent said to the woman, no, you shall not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes shall be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And Eve did not react to this, as they say, by by caution, prudence, or um, saying to herself, this this creature, this angel is against God, um, and I shouldn't trust him, and I should take him to be a liar, and perhaps the father of lies. She doesn't do that. And after the temptation to pride, which she failed, um, there's a certain temptation to her sensuality um, that... After she hears what the, what the devil says, she looks again at the tree, and somehow the tree, um, after she's popped up with pride, looks more, more delectable than it did before. Um, she's, her senses are titillated by, by looking at what, the, what is on the tree, and she's attracted by the fruit of the tree. Now the woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes, and desirable for the knowledge it would give. She took of its fruit and ate it. So she gives in to this temptation of sensuality. This fruit is delectable and she can't resist um, grabbing the apple and, and binding into the apple. After that happens, of course, she's she's very aware of God, that she's committed a sin against God. Um, she's very ashamed of herself. And yet there is a third trial. She's already had two trials and she's failed both of them. She's had the trial um, of her pride, wherein the devil flatters her and she gives into that temptation. She dialogues with the devil. Um, She allows herself to become puffed up. And then, secondly, she has a temptation of her sensuality. She looks at the tree and the tree is attractive and she can 't resist the temptation to to disobey God by eating of the tree she can 't resist her senses, um, so she eats of the of the tree and then the third The third trial is is what she 's going to do in relation to her husband Adam. I mean, is she going to um, be a good influence on her husband, or is she going to be a bad influence on her husband? Is she going to admit? before her husband um, that that she did wrongly? Or is she going to submit to her husband and she's going to tell him, this is what happened. And um, yeah, please guide me as to what I should do, how I should fix this problem that I've created. Um, so Eve failed with the first two trials. And unfortunately, she fails with the third trial as well. She, she does not um, submit to to Adam and uh, she's not she 's not willing to um, get his counsel, but rather she wants to lead him into her sin. Um, she also gave some to her husband and he ate it, and he ate it so she becomes for Adam what the devil was for her um, she becomes a temptress and and she leads. Her husband to contradict the will of God and disobey, and so cause the fall of the human race. So that's what happened with the old Eve, um, and as I say, she um, failed in, in the three tests that were given to her. And when God wanted would redeem the human race, He wanted to make there be a parallel between um, what had happened in the garden and what would happen in order to repair the human race. So um, in in the garden you had a man and a woman um, who were uh, doomed the human race through eating of, of a tree, partaking of a tree, disobeying God. So too in, in our redemption there would be both a man and a woman, and um, their obedience to God and their uh, our Lord's crucifixion on a tree and Our Lady standing at the foot of that tree um, would be the redemption of mankind, and so I think it's very fruitful for us to to look at the parallels between um, the, the, the what happened in the garden, the, the fall, um, the old Eve and the old Adam, and the the uh, what what happened with our Lord's redemption, His death on the cross, and the the new Eve and the new Adam. So that's that's really. Um, where uh, this this conference draws its its inspiration, um, making that parallel and understanding that this was the plan of God to reverse what happened in the garden by by making the opposite occur. So, with the New Eve, um, Our Lady, in in the time of her Annunciation, um, of course, the angel Gabriel um, came to her, I'm trying to see if I can share a picture here of. Of the Annunciation. So you, you have there um, the Annunciation of Our Lady um, by Fra Angelico, which, which you can see in Florence if you visit the Dominican um, convent there, where the Dominican monks are, the very beautiful murals that they have there um, at St. Mark's convent or monastery there in Florence. So so Fra Angelico painted this um, painting of, of the Annunciation showing the angel Gabriel coming to Our Lady. And what I'm going to claim is, is that this, this Annunciation to Our Lady is similar to the coming of, of the evil angel to Eve. Um, The difference is, of course, the angel Gabriel was good, but at the same time, there is there's a certain temptation that that is given to Our Lady. Um, So let me let me read what um, Scripture says about this and then explain what I mean. Um, The angel Gabriel um, was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And when the angel was come to her, he said, "Hail, full of grace; the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women." And this is this is a massive temptation for our Lady. Um, it's a big test, um, just like the the devil flattered Eve in the garden. So too, um, the angel Gabriel is flattering. Our Lady, um, when he comes to her, he's telling her that that she's full of grace. He's telling her that um, she's beloved of God. The Lord is with her. And he's, he's even telling her that she's the greatest woman ever. Uh, blessed are you among among women. And I mean, that's, that's uh, very astonishing. You, know, you imagine anyone uh, coming up to a woman and telling her that she's the greatest woman ever. Um, especially if it's an angelic power, imagine an angelic power coming to, to any of the women uh, watching this, uh, and, and, and a woman, an angel coming to you and saying, "Oh, you're the greatest woman ever." Um, that that would be um, pretty hard to 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 not be uh, a little flattered by that, <laughs> be very flattered by it. So it's it's a it's a temptation. It's it's a test uh, of Our Lady's pride. Um, and it's a test of her virtue of humility. And what is, what is astonishing here, what is, what is very beautiful, um, is to, to see what Our Lady's reaction is. Um, her reaction is silence, to say nothing. Our Lady says absolutely nothing to the angel. The uh, scripture, St. Luke says that uh, she was troubled, um, at the manner of greeting, she said, "What what manner of greeting is this? It's a very strange way to speak." She's she's um, she's not. The scripture doesn't say she was delighted. She was like, "Ooh, I just got called the greatest woman ever." Um, she doesn't react in that way. She's troubled. She's troubled. What she's saying to herself, "That's really strange." Uh, that what what he just said is is, is a very strange greeting, um, and Saint Thomas. I'm commenting on this episode he's he says that uh it was it was important for the angel gabriel to get her attention and the best way to get the attention of someone who's humble is by praising them <laughs> so that the angel gabriel was was doing the right thing by by praising um our lady but that um yeah it it, it was um um, yes, it, a way to get her attention. That he it was the right way to, to to start off because he was getting her attention. So th- this is um, the test for our lady, and she passed the test. She she did fantastically. Um, they, we we should look at this silence of our lady um, and be in admiration, incredible admiration at our lady for keeping silence in the face of. Of this incredible praise that she received, so um, Our Lady passes the first test. The New Eve passes the first test uh, by keeping silence, by saying nothing to the angel Gabriel when when the angel praises her so so in such an astonishing manner. The second test um, for Our Lady, uh, there, there, there's going to be three tests, just like for Eve. There, Eve had three tests of of her pride, her sensuality and her obedience. Um, And so too with, with our lady is going to be three tests, her, her pride her sensuality and her obedience. So um, when our lady says nothing to the angel, she's just standing there. She's just kneeling there or whatever, um, not doing anything. And so the angel Gabriel keeps speaking. Um, When she had heard him, she was pondering. She was troubled at his word and kept pondering what manner of greeting this might be. She kept pondering. she, was just not saying anything She was just turning this over in her mind um and saying i'm not going i'm not going to answer i don't really know what 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 this is about and so it forces the angel gabriel to keep speaking to say something else and the angel said to her do not be afraid mary for thou hast found grace with god behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb and shalt bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name jesus he shall be great and shall be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father, and he shall be king over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There shall be no end. So as I say, this is, this is like the second test of, of our lady. And I, I mean, this is, this is just father Robinson's being and this. Like, <laughs> um, this is uh, not the fathers of the church or these, these three temptations. So um yeah. Uh, this is uh, just my my own way of, of seeing the parallel between um, the, the the new Eve and, and the old Eve in regards to to how uh, their interaction with the angelic powers. Um, so I kind of see this as, as a temptation to Our Lady's sensuality. Um, so the uh, the angel Gabriel says to her, "You're going to be the mother of the Messiah. You're going to have the greatest honor ever by being uh, the mother of of the Messiah." and and even the mother of God, he's going to be called the son of the most high. Um, and, and what woman, when hearing this, would, would not, again, be delighted and say, wow, I mean, God wants me to be the mother of the Messiah, is the mother of God, um, and, and would just immediately be inclined to, to um, say yes to that. Um, and uh, what, what woman would, have, would not have difficulty of keeping her presence of mind? In that situation, um, so so we really see <clears throat> the very great prudence of Our Lady um, in this situation. Uh, we see we saw that Eve was not very prudent at at all. She wasn't at all suspicious. She wasn't as suspicious as she should have been. She should have been saying, "What's going on?" with what's this angel is telling me it's he's going against god and he's flattering me she she, she should have been very suspicious but um our lady's very very careful she doesn't say woo you know i'm um, i get to be the mother of the Messiah. So let's, let's let's do this um but rather she um had realizes that that she has vowed her virginity to god um and she understands that how children are born, and she would have to have relations with men, and and so she doesn't she doesn't want to just um, sign up for for that without first figuring out how she can be faithful to her vow to God, um, her vow of chastity, and and that's why. She asks a question of the angel, and in a sense this is this is the test of the angel Gabriel. This is our lady 's way of seeing whether the angel Gabriel is truly from God or not she, uh, Our lady's doing a discernment of spirits and, or if you want to call it that a discernment of spirit of, of one spirit of, of the angel gabriel so so um, she asks the the angel Gabriel a question um, in order to figure out um, whether or not she can preserve her virginity. It, uh, while being the mother of the Messiahs. But Mary said to the angel, how shall this happen since I do not know man? Um, so, again, think about Our Lady's state of soul. Um, after she's she's flattered by the angel, hail full of grace, um, then later after she is told that she's to be the mother of the Messiahs, um, her state of soul is, is of one who is completely self-possessed. Um, she's still in utter control of herself and her faculties. Um, she's still able to think. She's not overwhelmed by her passions. Um, and she's, she's judging. She's judging correctly, prudentially. Um, and she's determining what um, she needs to figure out from the angel. And so she asks him the question. Um, it's, it's absolutely perfect. It shows uh, a perfect virtue. There, there's two major, major temptations for Our Lady by these announcements of the angels, and she's um, performing perfectly, absolutely uh, virtuously in these situations. She asked the angel Gabriel how she is to preserve her virginity or how uh, she's to be the mother of the science uh, when she's a, a virgin and vowed to virginity. And the angel, of course, um, the angel Gabriel <clears throat> reveals that um, she is to be Uh, the mother of god by the action of the holy ghost not by an action of a man uh, a human being Um, so it's it's to be accomplished through a spirit so and a a, a divine spirit is to come upon her and cause her conception it's not to happen by by um, physical contact with a human man Um, and this is the clarification that um, the angel gabriel provides in order to um, indicate to her how it will happen. And the angel Gabriel also gives her a sign of the power of God. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow thee. And therefore the Holy One to be born shall be called the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, the thy kinswoman, also has conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing shall be impossible with God. So, as I say, um, the angel Gabriel clarifies for our lady that it will be the Holy Spirit who shall come upon her, the Most High uh, shall come upon her. And what that means is since since God is the active agent, uh, the primary agent in the conception of the child, um, then as a result, the, the child that's to be born of her will be the son of God. Um, the, whereas if, if, the, if there was a human man involved in the conception, then it would be called a, a, a son of man. It would be called a, a, a mere human being, um, not uh, just not a son of God. It wouldn't be a son of God. Our Lord would not be divine if, if it was, um, the conception happened by a man. So when when the angel Gabriel um, says this, and he also um, gives a sign for the the fact that that God is going to do this, so um, he gives the sign of Elizabeth conceiving Saint John the Baptist. That also concerned a conception; it was a miraculous conception. It was a woman who was past menopause; she wasn't able to conceive children, and she yet conceived. And that that indicates that God has the power. Um, over conception, she, she, God has the power to handle conceptions or, or make children be born in any way that he wants. He can make uh, a child be born in in the the womb of a woman who who is past the years of fertility. Um, and he can make a a uh, child to be born in a woman without any any uh, intercourse with a man. So um, the the conception of St. John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth is a sign that, that God can do this. Um, so when when Our Lady hears these words, it's like a third test. It's like the, the third test was given to to Eve. It's a test of of Our Lady Our Lady's willingness to um, accomplish the will of God, to be obedient to God. Um, and um, at this third test, Our Lady accomplishes perfectly once more. She she passed the first test perfectly um, with with her prudence and humility. She kept silence when when the angel. Praised her. She uh, um, passed the second test most perfectly when, when the angel revealed she, she was to be the mother of the science. She she passed that by um, refusing um, to to give up her virginity, her vow of virginity. And in this third test, um, where she's revealed to her that it's to be accomplished um, by the action of God without intercourse with a man, she so she knows. God's plan. Now she knows she's able to keep her virginity, and it's simply the the, the will of God that she be the mother of the Messiah. Um, again, she she can um, at this time, as as Moses did when he was asked to do something, she can say, "Well, I mean, I'm I'm not worthy. Um, this is this is way beyond me. Um, I don't I don't think I should be chosen for this for this high work." Um, instead, she says, uh, "Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me." according to that word. And at that moment, uh, it's at that moment that um, the word takes flesh and um, our Lord human body begins to be formed from the body of, of our lady. And she takes on the role because she passed the three tests. Um, she had those, those three parts of, of the announcement of the angel Gabriel and she exhibited her humility her prudence, her temperance, her, her lack of sensuality, and her obedience um, in those tests, and thereby proved that she was worthy to be chosen to be the mother of God. Um, and after going through the, that trial, those trials, she then stepped into her role of being the mother of God. And as I say, this is, this is often how it is, the way God worked with us. He... Um, allows us to to go through trials and gives us the grace to deal with the trials. Um, of course, you know, we might have some trials right now with the coronavirus and having to stay at home. Um, and, and what I'm saying is that this, this, these trials that come to us, if we um, live in a supernatural manner and we, we act prudently and we act virtuously, patiently, uh, we bear a cross during these trials, perhaps that's, um, going to be a stepping stone for something that God wants us to perform later in life. Um, So I think we see this manifested in the Annunciation, um, this beautiful, beautiful scene of the angel Gabriel coming to Our Lady and um, how perfectly she responded to to what the angel said to her. Um, And as a result, she was able to give us a Redeemer uh, because of her of her virtue. She was able to give us a redeemer and um, then fulfill her role as mother of God and fix all the mistakes of, of the first Eve, of, of the old Eve. Um, so we should be so thankful to have our lady as as our mother given to us by God, to have such uh, a wonderful woman with with um, such a beautiful example of, of her virtue given to us. And we should try to strengthen ourselves in the midst of, of this trial and, and realize that that all trials are a blessing in disguise that they um, are a means for us to grow in grace if we only accept them in the name of the father and the son and of the holy ghost amen our lady seat of wisdom pray for us